Whether you are in sales, marketing, or run a business, you need momentum. Today's guest, Mark Schaefer, author of Cumulative Advantage, shares proven strategies for building momentum for your business against all odds. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, trailblazer and growth architect. I enjoy helping generous leaders grow revenue and impact. Today's conversation with Mark Schaefer is packed with great insights and actionable ideas. It's an excerpt from the 2021 Sales and Marketing Alignment Challenge. If you miss the challenge, you can catch all of the recordings in their entirety at www.2021alignmentchallenge.com or simply text the word alignment to 21000. When you do, you'll also get access to bonus sessions throughout the year. This week, I'm recording a virtual session for the Outbound Conference coming up in June. The session is on how to align sales and marketing to build a revenue growth engine. At the conference, I'll also be presenting a live session on exponential growth. This powerhouse event in June is going to include Jeb Blunt, Mark Hunter, Meredith Elliott Powell, Mike Weinberg, Jim Carr, Larry Levine, and many more thought leaders. I want you to register for this, and you can get $100 off your ticket when you use the code ALIGNMENT100 at www.outboundconference.com. You don't want to miss this event. Well, how do we build momentum as we emerge from the challenges of the pandemic? Few people are better positioned to answer this question than Mark Schaefer. He's the author of the new book, Cumulative Advantage, as well as the book, The Marketing Rebellion. In this excerpt from his session at the Sales and Marketing Alignment Challenge, Mark shares how we can create momentum for our businesses. You'll learn about the power of the seam, how to recognize opportunities, and most importantly, how to capitalize on them. This conversation is packed with inspiring and actionable ideas. I think you're going to get a lot out of this, so grab a pen and a notepad and get ready to join this conversation between me, my co-host Jim Carr, and Mark Schaefer after a quick word from our sponsors. You know, right now is a great time to have this conversation as things are shifting, uh, as opportunities are opening up. This is a good time to have this conversation about how to build cumulative advantage. And as we get ready to welcome uh, Mr. Schaefer to the conversation here today, I, you know, we've been having a stat. We share a stat of the day at the challenge. And I thought this statistic, as I was reading through Cumulative Advantage, which is a fantastic book was uh, very interesting and very instructive. It, it is, and yet it could be very um, challenging 
and off-putting. And uh, uh, that's one of the things that I'm really anxious to talk to Mark Schaefer about because um, he points out that these days um, you, you can see that the, you can think that the deck is just stacked against you hopelessly. His book offers a lot of hope, very practical hope as well. But whether you have connections, great mentors, great education, great opportunity, great access, uh, you don't have to have all of those things. But it is, uh, I thought, a really interesting example of networks of people who learn from one another. And so you could look at that 84% number, Daryl, and go, well, I guess I'm not going to win a Nobel Prize, <laughs> um, which... <laughs> I, I knew I wasn't going to win one anyway, uh, but um, but you can also look at that and say, well, how can I as an individual, how can we as a team or a company break through that? How can we build yes. momentum for our ideas? How can we become better known? Uh, how can we uh, allow ourselves to get in the position uh, that we can really uh, break through? So that's that's part of what uh, is a major part of what Mark Schaefer talks about. Well, and uh, what a great time now to to bring on our guest, our special guest for a bonus session today, author, <laughs> thought it's leader, the, very no busy Bell, man. It's the Nobel Committee. What you want? <laughs> you want to talk to Jim Carr? <laughs> it's who you know, Jim. Yeah, you. yeah, could, sorry, could you spell that? Because no one can. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2021 Sales and Marketing Alignment Challenge. Mr. Mark Schaefer. Mark, it's great to have you here today. Oh man, what fun. What fun. I'm already having fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is uh this is gonna be a fun discussion. And and I just want to say, first of all, thank you and congratulations on your latest book. Uh this is fantastic. I love it. Um, and it's one of those books. I was telling Jim as I go through a book, you know, phase one is highlighter, which is good. This one's already made it to phase two, which is dog ear. A lot of the pages are dog eared. And yeah. there are so many phase three. This will have sticky notes soon sticking out of every corner. But it was just published. So uh, give give me some time. But this Thanks. is, I think, a very, very timely message for where we are right now. Absolutely. You know, um, uh, someone told me uh, I had to stop reading your book because because my highlighter ran out. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the biggest compliment you can get. But, you know, uh, whenever you were given the promo there for the outbound conference, uh, you know, the, the the speaker there was talking about how this is, you know, we've never faced anything like this. And um, I started writing this book in, in 2019 and had it about one third or half the way finished when the pandemic hit and we had is this, you know, is it? I'm so close to it. Is it relevant? Is it relevant? And I, I sent this to a close friend of mine in Atlanta. I sent him the chapters that I had done. And he said, uh, you know, I said, is this a book? And he wrote me back. He said, not only is this a book, he said, this is so relevant to our times. This is, this is more than a book. This is going to be your legacy. I think this is your best book because it really does fit. And it wasn't by design um, that it really does fit with today. Because yes, we are in these crazy unprecedented times. But as I talk about in the book, and this just isn't my opinion, this is backed up with all kinds of research that the greatest periods of opportunity is when there's a shift, when there's a fracture in the status quo. We've never had a bigger fracture in the status quo in the history of the human race. 
you know, the way we work, the way we play, the way we, you know, teach our children, the way we work out, the way we entertain ourselves, every single thing is changing. And it's not necessarily going to go, you know, snap back to 2019 as we go forward. And this is all business opportunity. You know, Mark, and and for anyone who, if you haven't read the Mark Schaefer Library, uh, this is as good a place to start as any. But uh, Mark, you've written best-selling books about Twitter, about becoming known, Mm -hmm. about marketing rebellion, uh, and just major forces that have have been taking place over time. And Mm -hmm. I just, you you can lead us and and our our audience here through some specific steps. Uh, as well, and what you think will be most helpful. But I just wanted to reflect back. There were two words that were going through my head when I read Cumulative Advantage, and the two words were, and yet. Because I th- I think you have something here that is both. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's, it's both practical uh, and hopeful, because mm-hmm. what you what you lay out here is like, look, the deck, if you think the deck is stacked against you, you're right. If, is. if you think that success is often tied to chance and randomness, yeah, you're right. And yet there are things here that through science and experience, you are able to point and say, mm-hmm. you follow these steps and you can break through with your idea, your product, your your mission, whatever that might be. So I, I don't know if you've had that kind of strange response from any other readers, but I think you're you're both take a, a let's let's take a sober look at the world, mm-hmm. which includes all of the disruption from the the pandemic, but also say there are more startups than failures right now yeah, uh, among exactly. small businesses and, the, and a lot of yeah. things going on. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just an impression. And I don't know if that's one that you're trying to get across, but uh, I think that was pretty yeah. powerful and that uh, it's yeah. a tough world out there, but there are things you can do. Yeah. The, the, when the, when the book came out, I, I really had a, a, an amazing and, and really almost overwhelming response. Um, I mean, I, I was so close to the book and I really believed in the book. I, I knew it was a good book and maybe it's because of the pandemic, but people really had, an incredibly emotional response to the book. Mm-hmm. You know, a common re- refrain was, I started reading this book. I couldn't put it down. I, I, I read it from cover to cover, which I've never done before. And then I stayed up all night thinking about it. Um, you know, so, and, and, you know, as you know, as you get to the end, it, it takes sort of a personal tone. And, and some people even said, this is the first business book that ever made me cry. So, um, and again, maybe that's because of there's just so much going on in the world that this is a book of hope. It truly is a book of hope. But I'm also a practical person. I'm a rational person. And these just aren't my ideas. I've weaved together research and stories that show this is how the world works. And once you see these patterns of momentum, you'll never see the world the same way again. Because when you meet someone successful, you'll hear Okay, there's that pattern. When you think hear a founding story of a of a business, you'll think, oh, those are the that's that same pattern Mark Schaefer had in this book. And so just being aware of how momentum works in the world can help you sort of begin to harness this for your own world and your own business. So good. And I'm really looking forward to to unpacking how sales and marketing teams can work together to yeah. uncover and create the momentum. But before we go there, 
because I know not all of our listeners today have had the opportunity to buy the book. Hopefully they're already uh, having the Amazon shopping cart and it's on their way to them uh, because I highly, highly recommend this book. But um, could you uh, take a moment and just unpack this whole concept, the theory of a cumulative advantage that sure. is kind of the driver sure. for all of this? Yeah, norm, and normally, by the way, people normally buy two books because they buy a book to read and then they have a backup in case of an emergency. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so so the, the, the problem I'm solving with this book is that I realize that the competition is so intense these days. Here's something that I think everybody will sort of sense that I read that the amount of content published on LinkedIn, just LinkedIn, since the pandemic started, has doubled. Wow. So if you think it's like hard to stand out, arguably it's twice as hard to stand out on LinkedIn than it was just a year ago. And I think this is the biggest question that has to preoccupy any sales or marketing professional. How can we be heard? Hmm. How can we be seen? How can we be found in this world? And I got obsessed with that and realized that even if we're doing great work, we can be buried in what we're doing because the competition is so great. So it led me to this idea of momentum and research that started in the 1960s that resulted in this concept called cumulative advantage. And the idea is, and this is research that's been shown to be true in, all, in every profession, including athletics and education and, and technology and entertainment, is that if you have some small advantage in your life, if you play your cards right, you can build this uh, into unstoppable momentum. The distance between you and your competitors will continue to grow and grow and grow. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be money doesn't necessarily have to be education, but you have to have some initial advantage. So step one is what is that? What is this initial advantage? And what I show in the book, which I think is eye-opening to a lot of people, is that behind almost every successful person or every successful business is a random event. Hmm. It was, you know, you just, you were in the right place at the right time, or you saw something or learned something, you read a book, you heard a speech, it was a random conversation on an, on an airplane that made you see something in the world you didn't see before. And so it's like being aware of these opportunities, having an idea, but having an idea does not begin momentum. You have to pursue the idea and you have to see, does this idea fit with some unmet or underserved customer need in the world? That is a seam. And what you need to do is just burst through this seam. Now, this is an important idea. When I was growing up in business, and for many people, strategy is here is our 250-page document and our five-year plan. And that is not how the world works anymore. These opportunities, these shifts are happening every minute of the day. So there's got to be this new discipline of sort of like looking at how is the world is changing this initial advantage, these core competencies that we have. And we can, you know, if we have time, there's lots of examples of these where how does it fit this 
fracture in the status quo, this opportunity right now. Not next year, not a two-year plan. How do we do it now? So that's the second step. Third step, how are people made aware of us? I have this interesting chapter. If you're a marketing geek, you're going to love it, called the Sonic Boom, about how awareness, how things go viral in a way that we don't really think about. And then we get into this idea of mentorship. I, I think if you're stuck and you need to get to the next level, having someone kind of lift you up to open new opportunities, to make introductions to people who can help you get to a new level of momentum is a very important way to do that. In this chapter, I challenge people to reimagine really what mentorship should be in this day and age. And then the last step, once you get this momentum going, you have to make good decisions to keep the momentum going, especially when things go wrong, like a pandemic. We can't, we can't panic and start grasping for straws and create this dynamic that the famous author Jim Collins calls the doom loop, where we forget what made us great, why our customers love us, why our competitors fear us. And we start just grasping for anything and we, we lose really what, what drives our business and what drives our momentum. So those are the five steps in a pretty quick way. Uh, I, I was, I'm curious um, because Mark, the, the theme around this challenge and the sessions that we've had is about bringing together sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. And so what you're talking about, and I think realistically having this view of, of how that seem as you uh, very originally have, have put it, um, this, this does not hang around for a long time. It's not some gaping window of opportunity. It's something you got to find. Yeah. And I've heard you say that marketing's role in many ways is to hold that seam open yes. as long as possible. But right. I, I'm, I'm curious, and we can talk about this both as an individual perspective, if you're a business yeah. leader, but also across a team of how do you take these ideas? How can sales and marketing functions yeah. work together? Uh, what are the habits that we need to get into to finding the opportunities, thinking about it, mm -hmm. recognizing what's really innovative, uh, all the all the parts of the steps? I know big question, but but it sounds like these steps, what's required, you you can't have sales and marketing and product often different camps. They have to be thinking in a long, yeah. um, a very agile line. I think there's a huge opportunity for a symbiotic relationship here because, you know, if you, I think if everyone was on the same page and sales and marketing understood this idea of how momentum is creating, created, I think it create could create a lot of, of energy, create a lot of really productive activity where there's this the salespeople all of a sudden now they're thinking of the world in terms of this pattern of momentum and they're out in the field and they're observing and they're seeing and they're hearing and they're learning. And then you have discussions with marketing saying, you know what? There's this shift. Uh -huh. This is what Schaefer calls the seam. I think there's an opportunity here. Now, how do we work together? And then really it's ultimately it's going to be up to sales to blow through that seam, right? As you said, the role of marketing is to hold that seam open. Now, there's an interesting analogy in the book that I think would, would make sense to a lot of people. And I said, a seam 
in the old days, it used to be you had this strategy and you just stuck this way for years. And it's like an American football team. We have two teams facing off, you know, strength against strength. And the coaches are actually observing from above the field. Mm-hmm. And they're you know, talking to the coaches down on the field. And what are they doing? They're looking at the other team. Is there a weakness? Is someone tired on the other team? Are they mismatched? Have they guessed wrong? Are they out of place? Then that's your strategy. You you take advantage of this momentary shift, this momentary opening, and you go through as fast as you can, as hard as you can, and pick up as much advantage, as much gain as you can. And that's really how business is, is happening, that these shifts are happening all the time. And you have to be aware, is this a place for our strength? Can we apply this in this specific opportunity, in this time and place? Quick example from my personal life. When the pandemic hit, I got sick, was sick for about a month. My business crashed. My speaking gigs dried up. Consulting gigs, you know, my customers saying, we got to go save our business. We love you, but can't talk to you right now. Uh, My college classes got canceled and I had to reorient. And what is my initial advantage? What's my core competency? I am a teacher. I explain complicated things in in a way people can understand. And what I realized, we're in this pandemic. People needed me to teach something else. I stopped writing about the marketing content. I started writing about How do we deal with this disorientation? How do we deal with the fact that we don't know when this is going to end? And, and, you know, how do we look at this from a sales perspective, from a marketing perspective? What do we need? What are the things we can be working on right now? When I started creating this content, the traffic to my blog doubled. I took this content, made it into a free ebook, fight to the other side, gave it away for free didn't even ask for an email address. The last page was, if you loved this ebook, you're going to love my speech. It's made for executive Zoom meetings. Are your Zoom meetings boring? Your leadership, your, 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 bring me in 30 minutes. I'll energize everybody. I'll inspire anybody. By July, August, I was having record months. Why? Because there was a new opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. I took my initial advantage. I saw There's an unmet and underserved customer need here. People are in these Zoom meetings and they're bored and they need someone to inspire them and they need something specifically made for a short Zoom meeting. And so that, is it going to last forever? No, it's going to last for 12 months. Then I got to find another scene, right? That's the way, that's the idea of how the world works today. I love the football analogy, and I think it's it's so practical because those the defense is always going to change, and we've always got to be looking for new ways uh, to break through. Unless you're the Dallas Cowboys defense, and then it stayed the same most of last season, which didn't work very well. But that's a whole other uh, episode of our conversation. How um, so? Let's uh, let's say we've got folks listening in. Some are marketing leaders, some are sales leaders, and some are company owners in this challenge. Um, how, how can a team, what can a team do to, um, recognize 
the seam? I mean, what what the, what should they be looking for? How how can we be thinking to see these opportunities opening up right now? Well, I have actually very practical suggestions in the book. I've got lots of ways that we can start to be aware of it. But here's my favorite way. When you read something in the news or you hear something from your customers that doesn't make sense, stop right there. Figure it out. Don't ignore it. Uh, in, in, in the book, there's a section called, Is the Dog Barking?, So if you expect the dog to bark, but the dog isn't barking, there's something wrong with the dog. We've got to figure this out, right? So here's something just, this just happened like two days ago. I saw an article, I think it was in maybe the Wall Street Journal. It said, Hallmark, the biggest greeting card company in the world is ending its e-card effort. Now I'm thinking, This makes no sense. The whole world is going to e-commerce. Why would the biggest greeting card company pull back? So I read the article, dug down, dug down, dug down. Why? Here are their two big demographics. Number one, senior citizens love to send cards. They hate doing it on a computer. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Their other key demographic, Gen Z (laughs) loves to send cards but they want handmade cards. This is a shift. If I'm an artist, could I be creating handmade artisanal cards? Could I take my initial advantage, my skills and burst through this seam and connect? Why not have a TikTok channel on making artisanal cards? So my mind's just spinning. I wish I made cards. I'd make a fortune. <laughs> but I mean, that's just a little example of all these things are happening. These little fractures in the status quo are happening constantly. And they're happening to you. They're happening to your customers. They're ha- happening in your sales territory. They're happening in your city. And you just have to be thinking in a different way. Instead of a long-term strategy, what's the next short-term strategy where we can make a lot of money? And I'm sure, Mark, it's, it's going to change from point to point. You you write some really good examples there with Hallmark and with Mark Schaefer, right? And so, there, but there's a conflict here, at least potentially, of find the seam and stay in your lane, all mm-hmm. uh, right? Not getting out into something just because it seems like an opportunity that may be mismatched for. So, for example, Mark Schaefer mm-hmm. uh, is at his heart a teacher. Right. Uh, specific things. So what you found is another way to, to execute upon that right, for exactly. need at the time. Hallmark right. um, is finding another way to kind of adjust and not get commoditized. But um, but you didn't say a moment ago, Mark, that you decided you wanted to learn card design mm-hmm. and be a, a star on Etsy. So <laughs> what are your guidelines for teams and for individuals, entrepreneurs, who it, it is both finding that opportunity uh, finding anomalies, as you talk about, but yet mm-hmm. not chasing after uh, every rainbow. Well, yeah, in some ways, this is the, I, I wrote this book called, <clears throat> excuse me, called Known, which is about building your personal brand, but it also fits for businesses too. And the first step in, in really identifying 
your, your, your personal brand, growing your personal brand is really being clear about what you want to be known for. What is that core competency? And I and one of the tricks I do when I do consulting uh, and I take on a new client, I'll have the executive team sit around a table and get out a piece of paper and I'll say, finish this sentence, only we. And if there's five people and they have five different answers, they don't have a marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. They don't even know what scene to go after because they're really unclear about who they are and what they do. So that's the first step. You've got to be clear about who you are and what you do. What is your power? You know, what is your superpower? And then you see how do we apply that to a scene? You know, my superpower is that I, I can see how trends come together. I can kind of see what's going to be next. And I teach people that in, a, in, a, in an honest and fearless way. That's what I do. Now, how do I apply that to emerging scenes? That's going to be my business opportunities as, as, as long as I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I loved uh, or love so many things about this book. And uh, once again, this is cumulative advantage. You want to get a copy of this, how to build momentum for your ideas, business and life against all odds. And there have been a lot of odds stacked against uh, a lot of businesses and people seemingly um, in this. But I love the idea here, Mark, of worthiness, um, where you say in the book, I've concluded the momentum begins when a worthy idea meets ideal timing. And you can't control the timing, right? but we can control the worthiness of our ideas. Um, Walk us through how we decide if an idea is worthy. Well, I'm glad you you highlighted that part, Daryl. That was a that was that chapter was is a lot of work and a lot of struggle <laughs> because truly, um, you know, timing is everything in business. If you if you're a little too late or a little too early, it's it's just not going to work. And it made me mad <laughs> that, that, that 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 timing meant so much. Mm. I started looking at well, what can we control? What can we do? Because like I said, sometimes you've got this initial advantage and the seam just isn't right. You've got to wait a little longer. And uh, I use one example in the book. When I was, when I was in sales and, and marketing, we, I was selling packaging and we had this idea to put wine in aluminum cans. And if you look at the science, it's absolutely the best protective package for wine, the worst protective package is a clear bottle with a cork in it. It's terrible. <laughs> but but the winemakers, they just turned their nose up at us and said, this is our package. But now uh-huh. 10% of all wine sales are in aluminum cans because there's been a shift in taste where young people today – they want, they want to take wine in their backpack. They throw it in the backpack. They don't want a big, heavy bottle. They want two servings that chills really quickly, and, and it's good for the environment too. My, so the timing wasn't right, but the idea was certainly worthy. So it, it, you have to walk through this list to think about, is this worthy, first of all, of the customer? I do a lot of personal coaching and, and, and help people with their strategies. And especially with startups, one of the biggest problems I see 
is that people are so in love with an idea or a product, they're mm-hmm. ignoring the customer. And they just think, oh, everybody's going to buy this because I think it's great and everyone's going to think it's, it's great. So that's number one is you've got to just test. Is it, is it, is it really worthy of, of the customer? Is it worthy of the truth? Are you listening to the world? Are you looking at the research? You know, are you putting emotion aside and mm-hmm. saying, yeah, there, there really is something going on here? Is it worthy of a battle? If you're starting something new, even if you're working for a big company, there's bureaucratic battles and political battles and just, you know, getting new ideas sold. So, you know, are you willing, do you believe in it enough so that you get all these things ready and you check these boxes? So if the timing's right, boom, you're you're aligned, you're ready and you go. Beautiful, beautiful. And then um, the iteration too in that chapter, just realizing that some of the best, most successful business ideas were just improvements on a trend that was already there. And and you yeah. cited uh, Apple and uh, the iPod wasn't the first MP3 player, but they found an iteration of that technology that yeah. vaulted them into the category leader. And where's yeah. the iteration right now, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, there's a great book that that I love and inspired me. And believe it or not, it was written in, in the 80s by Peter Drucker. There we go. Innovation and Entrepreneurship. Love Basically, this, it's a blueprint for uh, instilling a system for innovation. And what, you know, what Drucker says in this book is that, you know, innovation, it's, it's not, you know, the wild haired scientist in the basement saying Eureka. It's the company and the people that make meaningful iterations. That's where the business is it gets done. That's where the the profits are made. It's on in, in, you know constant improvement and iteration. I mean, MP3 players had been out for years before the iPod came out, and then I, Apple just f- reframed it as as not a, a piece of hardware but a music system, mm-hmm. and 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 that. So they just built, 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 built. And when the time was right, you know, they went through that seam and it became a huge, you know, huge, huge hit for Apple. Well, this is something, if I may, Jim, where you just see sales and marketing. We've talked in this challenge at several points about customer experience in terms of being an alignment point for sales and marketing. When you think of the categories that have been reinvented by reimagining customer experience, whether it's Amazon or Uber, or, you know, you just go down the list of all of the, and right now the world is ripe for innovation in customer experience as we figure out what, you know, the buzzword of 2021 hybrid, yeah. Yeah. you've got to define what that means in your industry, right? You know, and, and I want to build on that really important point, Daryl, because here's why I think this is an unprecedented time for this. Because there, there's definitely a seam opening here. And here's why. More and more business has gone online, but the customer experience has not kept pace. Mm-mm. So I'm having some of the worst customer experiences of my life because, number one, it hasn't kept pace or they're just so busy making money, they've made a choice maybe to ignore it. So, so that is just not going to last. That is not sustainable. And that customer experience is the new word of mouth. The, one of the big ideas 
in the Marketing Rebellion book I wrote is that two-thirds of our marketing occurs without us. This is this is showing up in research from Deloitte, mm-hmm. McKinsey, Accenture. They're all saying the same thing. In the, they're examining these customer journeys. Two-thirds of our marketing is occurring without us. The customer is the marketer. And the new word of mouth is customer experience. If people are mad, love what you're doing, they can't wait to tell you how good you are. If if you do something bad, it's going to be even worse. Right. Right. right? So it all goes together. All this goes together. And there is a huge opportunity for, for customer experience right now. And Mark, that's one of the reasons we had that as a centerpiece in sales and marketing alignment, because you have to you have to take a look at what is that journey? What are the points of experience along the way? And yeah. in the absence of sales and marketing and product and executive leadership and everyone working together, then you get a bad experience, which travels quicker, frankly, than a good experience would as well. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious too, because Mark, you, you've had a such an interesting career, uh, and it continues uh, to have a very interesting path. You spent, what, 20, 21 years in a very big company, Alcoa, um, and then you work a, a lot with, with students and entrepreneurs and, and businesses of all types. One of the things that um, that I saw in a, a Harvard Business Review article a few years ago is it was a study, an actual study of the time that CEOs spent with customers. They actually tracked it in increments through their executive assistants so they get a real clear view. And it was something like 3% of their time actually spent with customers. So at the very top, we often, uh, we don't know what it's like for customers at that level. So down to the role of, of sales and marketing. So if you're out there actually talking to customers, talking to prospects, how can you, um, how do you recommend we gather that sort of intel, find those opportunities, find those anomalies, and then work together to, to actually get something done, knowing that the bureaucracy and habits and, and gravitational pull yeah. uh, will be working against us? Boy, that's such a good mm-hmm. question. Such an important question. And it's especially vital now, Jim, because what I'm telling everyone, to anyone who will listen to me, is that the number one skill for sales and marketing right now is to be humble. Because if we thought we knew our customers, we need to think again. The world has been changed in millions of ways, large and small people's habits, people's behaviors, uh, people's values about things, the way they live, the way they buy. You know, one of the things, interesting things I saw is that research done in China about coming out of the pandemic, one of the things they saw is that children have taken over the purchasing role in the family because so much has gone online. The kids are adept and they'll say, oh, we'll do it. We'll find it. We'll help you. We'll help you, grandmother. We'll buy this stuff for you, right? We are entering the era of unintended consequences. When we went into the pandemic, we guessed wrong on almost everything. We didn't know there was going to be a building boom. No. Wood shortages in a pandemic. We didn't think, oh, my gosh. There's going to be a shortage of clearasil. Why? 
People are wearing masks. Their faces are breaking out. We guessed wrong on everything. <laughs> and we're going to guess wrong on almost everything coming out of the pandemic because there's been so many sociological and psychological and anthropological changes that are happening in our world. We cannot even imagine how this is going to show up in buying behavior and new opportunities. So this is a critical time to renew your, your commitment to listening, to double down on listening, to you know, going out and visiting customers and seeing what's happening and what has changed. It's, this is a time to be humble. And, and if, just one follow-up as well, um, and, and then I, I know there, there are lots of other admonitions and recommendations that we have for people, but with ran, seeming randomness and serendipity playing such a large role here, I've heard you talk about, don't be afraid to get out there, get out there, whether it's virtual, in-person, whatever, talk to people who might be outside your organization, your immediate circle in the industry, give yourself a chance to learn something new or something that was unexpected. I, I imagine that's that's something that a lot of people are thinking about and wondering if they should. You would say, go forth in any way you can, right? Well, it's a challenge that we're all facing right now. When I think about my own career, I think about the the inspiration and energy and new ideas I, I get from going to a live conference. You see people you haven't seen for a while, and all of a sudden, the sparks keep flying about, oh, I saw this, I saw this. Oh, my gosh, I hadn't thought about that. I can apply that to our product and our business and how we approach customer experience. We don't have that. Here's what we have today. We have endless Zoom meetings. We just want it to be over. There's no water cooler talk. There's no randomness. So we're sort of like walking into the death valley of innovation mm -hmm. because we're not opening up these opportunities for uh, serendipity, mm -hmm. for synergy and randomness. It's, it's, it's pretty much over. And so I think, I know this sounds weird, but we, we have to think about injecting randomness, uh, you know, reading new things, seeing new things. Mm. Um, you know, I've signed up for this service where um, I meet some random new person in marketing every week. And we, we, you know, we talk for an hour just to kind of learn, what are you seeing? What are you thinking? What are you doing? And I think I've done seven of these and five of them have resulted in something really important, something really new. And so it, it, it's, it's like, I think we really underestimate the power of, of serendipity and randomness and, you know, breakthrough innovation doesn't come from thinking out of the box. We all have our mental framework, breakthrough innovation, breakthrough ideas come when we combine boxes mm -hmm. when we get together with our friends and, and our, our colleagues in the industry. And we, we think about help each other think about things in new ways. What a great conversation with Mark Schaefer today. I want to encourage you to grab some copies of Cumulative Advantage, share them with your sales and marketing counterparts, and work together to figure out how to build momentum for your company against the odds that we're facing right now. Thank you to everybody who is working together to align sales and marketing to drive growth 
If you want access to all of the sessions from the Sales and Marketing Alignment Challenge, go to www.2021alignmentchallenge.com or text the word ALIGNMENT to 21000. Thank you to everybody who's out there working hard to drive and thrive. As we've been saying all year, we've got to get it done in 2021. And the sales and marketing leaders are the ones making it happen. So hats off to you. And until next time, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.